Welcome, welcome to We Think My Health Podcast. Each week we come to you from our studios in Atlanta, Georgia, talking about healthcare matters that matter most to you, your family, your loved ones. But as I say time and time again, they matter most to us, the research scientists, the practitioners working in the trenches day in, day out, combating chronic diseases. My name is Dr. Gezagoli. Doctor of Public Health, Integrated Practitioner. Joined alongside me in our studio is my cohort, Dr. Cheryl Burdett, an expert on integrative medicine, getting to the root cause. I'm excited today because we're going to be talking about a very, very important topic, which is gut health. I have a gut feeling, A, you're going to love it. In addition to that, we're going to be talking about a very unique opportunity to get to the root cause of gut health. Now, when we talk about gut health, we're talking about a lot of different things. We're talking about digestion. We're talking about certain symptoms. We're talking about inflammation. We're talking about your immune system. We're talking about how certain foods respond to your gut. And that is our main focus today is defining what is a food allergy and a food sensitivity, and a food intolerance. And we have some exciting news at Rethink My Health podcast is that we're now working with physicians, laboratories, that you can actually get your own test in the comfort in your own home and a whole gut program, which is really exciting. Dr. Burdett, let's jump right into this. There's such a misunderstanding on food allergies and food sensitivities and food intolerance. Let's talk about what traditional doctors do. And I'm not here to bash any traditional doctor that's an allergist. They're doing some really good work. But let's talk about why their testing can be incomplete and what can they do about it. And you've spent the majority of your healthcare career on gut health and food allergy, but let's talk a little bit about why the testing is incomplete. Yeah. So when we um, uh, look at what is going on in our body, let's say we get diagnosed with a condition or we just notice that I'm feeling more run down. My energy isn't great. I'm getting headaches. I'm gaining more weight. I'm not sleeping right. I want to get healthier. So as soon as we decide that we want to be healthier, then the next thing that we ask is, what should I eat? And so we all know that what we eat is absolutely fundamental, foundational to overall health. Now, even though that's the case, I want you to think, how many times have you discussed your diet with your doctor? And I think for most of us out there, the conversation of food rarely or never comes up. Uh, it is not something that docs tend to focus on. They, they, you know, they're working to get prescriptions filled and interventions around diet and lifestyle are often not well covered. Yet, again, we all know when we say to ourselves, I want to do something about what I've been diagnosed with. I want to take care of myself. The first thing we think about is 
what should I eat? So if we got to that next step of um, having a conversation with the doc and asking them what diet was best for us, it, it would still be a difficult conversation because there's not a one size fits all. Yes, there are diets with very good research, Mediterranean diet, even a vegetarian diet for maybe a, a shorter period of time. Uh, there are diets that, that uh, have good data in terms of weight loss. But even in the best data, this helps 60% of the people or 80% of the people. Well, what if you're that other 20% or that other 30%? And so how do we drill down and individualize to each person in terms of what they should eat? Well, if we were to think about how we react to foods, most of us would think about an allergy. And when we think about an allergy, we think about, oh, that kiddo that eats a peanut and goes into anaphylactic shock. Well, I don't have symptoms that are like that, so foods must not affect me. But it turns out that's only one way we're affected by foods, and that's what's most commonly measured um, with allergists or immunologists or by family physicians in standard of care. They look at something called IgE reactions, which are allergies, which are those immediate reactivities, like things like your lips swell, or you immediately get a headache, or you have shortness of breath. But 50% of the time when there's a symptom to food, it is not IgE-mediated. It is not an IgE allergy. That means 50% of the time it, there's something else going on, and this is not routinely looked at. So as a busy clinic, Progressive Medical, uh, we have worked with people and diet and lifestyle around food-based interventions for almost three decades now. And as we've seen thousands of patients, we know the ones that are going to have the most improvement are the ones that, are, that seriously uh, work on dietary change. It's one of the most important things that you can do to lower the inflammatory load in the body. You can take a medication once or twice a a day, but the amount of food that you eat three to six times a day has the potential to be much more inflammatory or much more nutritional to your system based on how your system is responding to it. So through seeing so many patients and understanding that these dietary changes are the most important thing that we work with, with our patients on, regardless if it's uh, psoriasis or diagnosis of cancer or cardiovascular disease, we see that the, one of the largest ways to slow inflammation, to slow this fire burning in the body, is to have the least inflammatory diet possible. But it turns out that varies from person to person. What is good for one person may be inflammatory to another. And this can even be true of foods that are very healthy. Like we all think about broccoli as a superfood. And you're right, it is. You think about garlic as a superfood. And absolutely, you're right, it is. But for some people, some of the time, foods that would otherwise be healthy create inflammation in their system. So there you are. You've adopted this healthy dietary change. You're, you've been working very hard at it. You're hoping to lose maybe three, five pounds. You're hoping to feel a bit more energy, but nothing is happening for you. Why? Well, that's because there's probably something in your diet that is creating inflammation. And this doesn't necessarily mean that you have a headache or joint pain. Inflammation can even just increase things like leptin that tell us to store more fat. So there's all kinds of ways that we can be more inflamed uh, and from sleep to weight gain to headaches, et cetera. And so, and yet you've changed your diet and nothing happened. 
Well, this is why we innovated new technology to look at not one way you react to food, not just allergies, but to look at multiple ways you react to food. So in one test, we created a, a, a portfolio to individualize to each person that looks at allergies, that looks at something called IgG. Those are food sensitivities. These are not things that are going to cause you to go to the hospital immediately. They're not going to cause your lips to swell. And in fact, you can feel the symptoms as much as 72 hours later. These are things that create inflammation that make most symptoms worse, most pathologies worse. And if we can limit them in the diet, you begin to see things like fatigue improve, headaches improve, insomnia improve. And so this is a second way we react to food. However, that's not the, those are not the only two ways. Uh, we also have the potential to become tolerant to our allergies. We measure that branch of the immune system that gives us tolerance. And there are also things called complement that can make us even more inflamed from food. So standard of care would look at one way. The uh, journals of immunology talk about that's only positive 50% of the time when there's a reaction to food. We look at four ways your body can react to foods so we can really understand the science of what you're eating. And that allows us to individualize to every single person. And that's really the key, Dr. Burdett. Thank you for the explanation because a lot of physicians do try to do a good job, but, but they're 50% missing because they're not looking at other components. The immune system is, is, is very complicated, first of all. And a lot of physicians are just looking for immediate reaction and they're not really focusing on a delayed or an amplified reaction. And that's why it's so exciting that Progressive Medical has partnered with Precision Point in putting together a direct-to-consumer opportunity to get tested in your house. I know it sounds amazing. It's just like Star Trek medicine, but it's amazing because this device is a sponge-like device, a little prick. It doesn't hurt that much at all. As a matter of fact, hardly at all. You just got to get to the point of just pricking your finger and getting a sponge, and you send it to the lab. And what's great about it is that one of the practitioners at Progressive Medical will have a webinar, individualize your results, talk about gut health. Gut health is one of the keys to immune health, less inflammation, combating these symptoms such as autoimmune conditions, constipation, diarrhea, weight gain, depression, anxiety, fatigue, poor sleep, gas, bloating, gastroesophageal reflux, uh, headaches, migraines, hives, rash, eczema, edema, joint pain, inflammation, poor absorption of valuable vitamins and minerals. These are just some of the symptoms that you will see without a, a, an acute allergic reaction or a delayed or an intolerance at Progressive Medical. We're offering this direct to your home, which is really, really exciting and Gut health is probably the most important component. So, Dr. Bidet, as we're educating our listeners right now, uh, let's talk a little bit about what you've put together, because I know you're on the forefront of this research, that you put together a very robust platform looking at IgE, looking at IgG subtype 4. Let's just spend a couple minutes on talking why it's important to look at IgG subtype 4, because there are other laboratories that are looking at IgG, but you were very instrumental in the research and putting this market together. Why did you add the IgG subtype 4? 
to help decrease the confusion around diets. You can read 10 different books and they tell you 10 different things. And then you've read 20 books about diet. You're more confused at the end of that than you were when you started. And that is because everybody's body reacts differently to foods and in different ways. So traditional sensitivity tests that are out there that look at these delayed reactions that create inflammation, that wash over our genetics and generally make us worse are often done all together. Well, the problem with that is, is that there are four types of, of IgG, IgG subtype one, subtype two, subtype three, and subtype four. The first three are kind of a family. They act very much alike. They create sensitivities in the body. But IgG subtype four doesn't do that at all. It's very different. So if a test is measuring all of these together, it will confound the results. We look at IgG4 separately because it tells us something very unique about the immune system. It tells us if you've overcome an allergy. Our body doesn't want to react to foods, and in fact, what should happen normally is you eventually become tolerant to something. I'm sure you have a friend or know somebody who might say something like, well, I had a dairy allergy as a child, but I grew out of it. And that's very much the reality. The immune system can grow out of it. And the way that it does that is to create IgG4. And in the person that has that antibody, it will block that allergic reaction from being able to happen. And so they have developed tolerance. So a good test will tell you not only are you allergic to something, but have you developed tolerance to it as well? Ours is the only one that puts those two things together. And then, like I mentioned, also looks at sensitivities and a fourth thing, uh, which sensitivities are worse for you based on complement. So the way that we understand the immune system is to treat it as such. You can't look at a part of it. You got to look at all the pieces together. And so by looking at four ways your immune system reacts to foods, you get a much more complete picture that really allows individualization of diet that creates the least inflammation and the best outcomes. And the key is a much more complete system now made available in the comfort of your own home. If you're listening to Rethink My Health podcast, we're devoting this entire segment to gut health. I have a gut feeling that the majority of Americans listening to us right now and across the world either are experiencing gut health problems or they know somebody that has poor gut health. You may not even know about it. So it's really, really important to ascertain, to get a snapshot of what certain foods are doing, what these foods are expressing from an inflammatory marker perspective, you could have the healthiest food. Uh, Dr. Burdett mentioned earlier, we've known individuals that had reactions to superfoods like broccoli and garlic. You would never think that these superfoods are causing degradation to the gut lining. It's affecting something called tight junctions, and now your gut becomes permeable, and wham, you got inflammation. You have a low-burning fire in your gut. That doesn't matter what you do until you either eliminate those foods, either rotate those foods, or take gut nutrient to repair, you're just not going to feel optimal. <clears throat> there have been many, many physicians, integrative physicians, functional physicians, traditional doctors for that matter, that actually understand that food is not only your medicine, but it can repair and also exacerbate a lot of your symptoms. I don't want to say that all symptoms are caused by food, but I'm going to say a high 
high majority of, of the chronic diseases are either caused by foods or exacerbated by foods. So regardless of what your disease process is from a chronic perspective, you're just going to make a better environment for your terrain to heal if you know what foods are causing the inflammation, what are the nutrients that you need to repair it. So this is what's exciting at Rethink My Health Podcast. Hey, Dr. Bidet, we only have a couple more minutes, and, and I just want you to go ahead and give some words of wisdom. Why should someone do this test in their home, and what's the value of getting this education? Because fundamentally, when you want to get healthy, whether or not it's to lose a little weight or to help address a debilitating chronic condition, the number one question you have is, what should I eat? What is going to be the best received by my body? And that's different for every single person. So if you measure your blood and create a customized diet around that from the safety of your home in a way that, that just a tiny little prick that creates very little discomfort, then you're going to have the most evidence-based answers to how you can become more healthy. There you guys have it at Rethink My Health Podcast, partnered with Progressive Medical, offering a direct-to-consumer, do-it-yourself, finger stick on a sponge, send it back to the lab. You get the results within seven to 10 days, and you'll have a webinar with a consultation, individualized sessions available, Heal your gut. Isn't it time that you repair your most important component? 85% is what scientists are purporting is where your immune system is in your gut. Find out, get an individualized treatment plan with your foods and your nutrients, and get on the road to healing. If you're listening to us for the first time, we welcome to Rethink My Health podcast. We're talking about education each week, and this week is all about your gut. Take advantage of what we're offering. Go ahead and click on the button and get more information on your do-it-yourself DIY PADA test and gut health. Dr. Bennett, thank you so much for joining me. It was a pleasure listening to your explanation on why this test is so different than other ones. I want to thank you for that. My pleasure. Always enjoy helping people find their health. Hey. Keep listening to us, guys. Rethink My Health podcast. And remember, a cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries the bone. In this case, it's probably going to dry the gut. Take care and see you next week. 